Welcome to another CPD online podcast from the Royal College of Psychiatrists. My name is Dr. Saleha Nazir and I'm a specialty doctor in forensic learning disability based at Tanford Centre, Dartford. Joining us today is Professor Stefan Prieber, Professor of Social and Community Psychiatry at Bart's London School of Medicine and Dentistry, Queen Mary University of London. Today we are discussing the topic of his recent paper published in the March 2010 issue of the British Journal of Psychiatry. Patients' views of involuntary hospital admission. Welcome, Professor Preeb. Hello. Um, To start with, could you just tell us what led you to do this research? Yes, involuntary hospital admissions are part of psychiatric care practically all over the world. And it is a very dramatic intervention when psychiatrists are involved in depriving their patients of their liberty in the name of treatment. So there should be an obligation to research it very well and to see whether the outcomes are as we as psychiatrists would want them to be. And there has been very little research on it in the past. So that was the starting point. Uh, There has been some research, as you mentioned, uh, very little research. There has been very little research, um, small groups, very heterogeneous, um, and in a small number of countries. The research has shown that overall, roughly between 30 and 80% of patients, in retrospect, feel that the admission was right. This is the most often used outcome criterion because it is linked to the concept of involuntary hospital admission. We dare section patients because we assume that at the moment of the admission they are not able to see the necessity for treatment because of their illness. So if the illness is reduced, if the symptoms have gone or have been made much lower, then the assumption should be that then they see that the admission was right. And if we talk to some clinicians, they would say, oh, all of my patients in retrospect are very grateful to have been admitted, although they couldn't see that at the time. Some user organizations would say, oh, that never happens. So it is important to see what the truth is. And the research so far has indicated that the truth is somewhere in the middle, but it hasn't been very systematic. So that takes us to the next question as to how your study was conducted. This was a study conducted in 11 European countries, which comes with a number of challenges, such as how do you assess patients in different languages, how do you... Um, make sure that the researchers assess the same thing when you have to train them in English, but they apply the instruments in different language and so on. But we followed a um, consistent protocol in 11 different countries. And um, in terms of the project, how was it different from the projects that have been done in the past? To start with, it's much, much larger. So that is the first study that on an international level can identify what patient characteristics are associated with better or poorer outcomes. This is also a very important question since one might argue for patients who are happy afterwards anyway, so the treatment worked very well. So we should focus on those who even in retrospect feel it was all wrong and who are not happy with that. So we should test whether we can identify those patients beforehand so that we develop alternative treatments or change the treatment program or whatever. So this was by far the larger study. The first international comparison um, that used consistent methods 
And that is also important because countries vary in their practice and we can use these different practices um, almost as a naturalistic experiment. So as a way of testing or at least exploring whether these differences matter. So this was the first study that has done this systematically in the, in the world. That sounds really interesting. Uh, could you tell us what the main findings were from the study? Yes. We found that, in retrospect, between um, roughly between 40 and 70% of patients found that their admission was right one month after the admission. That percentage was higher three months after the admission, that was between 46 and 86%. So, could say, by and large, a majority of patients, in retrospect, feels that the admission was right, and it's a matter of perspective to say whether this is a very positive or rather negative finding. But was, what was more striking was that we found significant and substantial differences between countries. So, if I start with saying that the percentage after one month was between 40 and 70 percent. That means in one country it was 40 percent, in another 70 percent, which is really much more than we had expected. If this was not a Eurovision song contest, but still, if we rank the countries, England was rather poor, so we had a rather higher percentage of patients who were not satisfied with their treatment and felt that admission was wrong. You'd also mentioned something about the patient characteristics uh, which who felt that the admission was right or was not right. Uh, could you tell us a bit more about that? Um, we identified predictors, but one may have to take into account that this is a very large study. So a predictor variable that we identify may be of importance statistically, but not necessarily on a practical level. So we did not find any characteristics that in an individual case would really allow us to predict with sufficient certainty whether a patient will afterwards be happy or not happy with the admission. Still, as a tendency, patients with schizophrenia were rather not satisfied with their, with their admission or did not fear that it was right. People who, f who lived alone and female patients also tended to have rather negative views. Based upon the findings, what would you say are the implications of your study? The first implication is that the previous more heterogeneous research has been confirmed, that is, the truth about patients' retrospective views of their admission is in the middle. So neither are all of them happy, nor is it that everyone afterwards feels this was a bad step. And it is rather majority who afterwards agrees that the admission was right. This may be taken as reassuring. However, the differences between countries are so that in England we should ask ourselves, what can we do better? So if in other countries the percentage of patients who feel it was right is so much higher, then it must be possible to achieve better outcomes, because it has been shown that it is possible elsewhere, and maybe we should, with all proud of our, with all pride of our um, own practice, and there is enough to be proud of in this country, but still to look at other countries, what do they do better, what do they do differently, and what could we possibly learn from them? And what do you think is the way forward 
when you say we can learn from the other countries, what would you suggest we incorporate? I think there are a number of factors that may have influenced these results. Some of them are beyond our influence. General tendencies to be happy or unhappy with medical treatment, the selection of patients, the um, legislation, something that individual clinicians can't influence. But what we can influence is our practice. And we know from a linked national study that patients' initial view of treatment, so whether after a few days they say, this is the right treatment for me or rather not, that is a very important variable to predict outcome, a very important factor. And that's something that first we can assess and possibly that we can respond to. And what we should learn is that even at times when many clinicians might say, oh, it's early days, patients have just arrived, let's settle them in, or that they would say, oh, symptom levels are still high, let's wait until they have calmed down. So even at those stages, we should already approach patients, elicit their views about their treatment, and respond as well as we can. Thank you very much for your time, Professor Freem.